Hey, welcome to Reread Then. Today's a continuation episode from our previous episode on savings, budgeting, and investing. The American dream of the green. So for part two, we're going to be focusing on budgeting. And remember, I'm not a financial advisor, just someone who loves finances. So budgeting. As I explained in my last episode, growing up, I had no clue about the term budgeting, um, or at least what the term meant, but we kind of did a pseudo budget because, you know, you had to make it to the next paycheck and we had no choice but to make it work. So the two questions I have on my mind when I started writing this episode was who invented budgeting and when did it become popular? So I did a little bit of research and the etymology for budget was pretty interesting. So it started off as budget, which means a letter pouch or a small bag or sack, which came from the old French bougie, and it's a diminutive of bouge, which also means leather bag or wallet pouch which came from the Latin bolga, which means leather bag, which came from the Gaelish origin, belge, to swell, which extended from the root bell to blow or swell. And around the 1760s in England is when the somewhat modern budget started, and it was kind of a checks and balances of the nation's finances, right? Such as government expenditures, expenditures for the next year, and recommendations for imposing taxes to pay off these expenditures. So the word kind of changed from a simpler meaning from a container to containing, if you get what I'm getting at. Now, a budget, right? Simply putting it is a plan on how you decide to spend your money. The next question would be then, why would I waste my time budgeting? Well, one, you could use it to control your spending. Two, avoid debt or help curb or pay off some of your debt. Save and potentially invest later on. Now. There's a few of us that think we have a good understanding of our money already. Or some of us who wondered where paychecks went as soon as we get paid. And sometimes it's until you put pen to paper then you realize, you know, all the surpluses and deficits and little discrepancies. Because truth being told, it's those little things that add up the vending machine, the little online purchases, the little trip to the coffee shop. It, it just all adds up. Well, here are a few budgeting techniques that I came across and found quite interesting. And who knows, maybe you've already done these or are currently trying these out. Let me know in my Spotify comments how they work for you or comment on the episode title on my read read Instagram pod that's R-E-I-D R-E-A-D-S pod on Instagram 
the first budgeting technique we're going to talk about is the 72010 rule. And this includes allocating 70% of your income to your expenses, 20% to your savings, or if you have debt, to your debt, and then 10% to your wants or non-essential. So I understand that this model wouldn't apply to every lifestyle or everybody's goals or everybody's paycheck, but it's a simple technique enough for you to use. Uh, sorry. <laughs> On the read-read scale, that's what I'm calling it, I'd give it about a four out of five stars. Uh, depending on your income, it's doable and it takes a little bit of discipline. Next, we have the zero-based budget. And to simplify, it's your total income minus all your expenses till it equals to zero. Now, let me expound if anybody's confused about that one. So imagine after you write all your total expenses down, you're gonna subtract all your expenses. That includes your savings as well. And the difference should be zero. On the read-read scale, I'd give it about a 3.5 out of 5. And my reasoning is you have to make sure your expenses are recorded as accurately as possible. Uh, two, it takes a lot of time to do because you, know, you have to go through all those expense reports and all your statements for the month. Um, sometimes this budgeting technique doesn't leave a lot of wriggle room for unexpected ex expenses if you didn't plan for it or you haven't boosted your savings in a while. However, if you're a meticulous planner and you have been budgeting for a while, go for it. The next one is pay yourself first. So this one I know grandma would definitely love. And this method is used for debt payment or to boost your savings. Or if you just have a problem saving, this one might help you out. To put it simply, when you get paid, you put a set amount aside each time, either for that debt or into your savings account. Then the rest of the money, you just use it for your needs or your wants like bills or your essential, whichever works. The recommendation is if you have debt to pay off though, pay off your high interest debt first. And this is to avoid accruing any additional interest. This one I kind of give a 4 out of 5. The envelope system is up next and this one I kind, kind of found a little bit antiquated, especially in this age of the swipe or the plastic age as I call it. Firstly, you have to plan out your spending, pull the cash from the ATM, put the cash in envelopes for each category of your spending uh, plan then just pull the cash as you see fit so this method definitely wouldn't work for me because one i don't want to go to the atm to pull all that cash put it in envelopes that can possibly become misplaced or lost and plus i don't like handling all that cash and i'm pretty sure a lot of people would share the same sentiment this system does or may have its merits though because it might give you some type of wake-up call on how much you're actually spending once you start seeing the cash disappear. In contrast though, it can serve as a temptation 
for having that much cash around and potentially cause you to start dipping into other funds. For that, I award this one a 2 out of 5. The 50-30-20 rule. This one is recommended for all our people who might be new to budgeting, where you allocate 50% of your income to expenses, 30 to non-compulsory or discretionary spending, and finally 20 to savings or debt. And from reading, I realized that this one was invented by Senator Elizabeth Warren. And this one I give a 4.5 out of 5 for its simplicity and its flexibility. The downside to this one though is if you have huge debt or you've saved it uh, intentions, you might potentially have to make some adjustments. I think what's important here is that we have that honest conversation with ourselves about what our needs are versus what our wants are. The last on the list is the no budget rule. And the fundamentals of this one is what a lot of us might be struggling with and that is not spending money we don't have. And my personal addition to this is on things that we don't need and no I'm not coming for anybody but in this day uh, and age of plastics it's kind of tempting to swipe and spend money we don't have on little things or maybe big, big things we don't need the little things add up over time and the big things we almost regret immediately we call that buyer's remorse but I digress this method recommends keeping track of your checking account, know your bills, put cash aside for savings or debt, and if you'd like to use the rest without going into overdraft, use it. Just know that this method requires a little bit of discipline on your end. And lastly, my method. So I kind of borrow inspiration from all of these methods, but the main thing for me is, you know, personally do my budget on the 27th of each month on my own excel spreadsheet and i check all my bills and spending make sure everything was paid off see where the deficits or surplus was if there's any and adjust for the next oncoming month it has worked so far but just know that it is time consuming especially when you have a curious toddler banging all over your keyboards and just the same you have to make sure you have an idea of all your spending and statements and everything else so for that i give this one a five out of five i'm just kidding i i give it about a three out of five 2.5 out of five in my opinion right budgeting is not an overtime overnight thing it takes time but fortunately there's plenty of templates on excel there's youtube that teaches you how to make templates good old-fashioned pen and paper never hurts and with everything there's also an app for that and let's be real even when i do my budget right i still end up spending a little bit more sometimes than i plan and that's due to unexpected expenses and please don't try to keep up with the joneses or the Instagram stories because trust me a lot of it is just for the gram a lot of it is just
for the stories takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Eleanor Roosevelt. This has been another episode of Read Reads. Join me next episode to find out what I'll be reading.